Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. You know, try to live for perfection. And even for me, I'm a, like, if you kind of know my personality, at least, like, I'm one of those personalities that wants, like, I'm very black and white, right? So I do things like, oh, this is the right way to do it type of thing. So it's not, I'm not necessarily the perfectionist because my homework will kind of not always be the best. But I do look to be, we all point at me. I do, <laughs> I do look for, uh, to, to like, you know, like if, if I do something, I want to know that I'm doing the right thing, you know. Sometimes I could be a perfectionist in those terms. And I just thank God for a God that, you know, when we're not even at our best, you know, in our lives. And, you know, we'll stumble and we'll fall because that's going to happen. That God still says, you know what? It's all right. Just get up. Keep keep fighting. Like get up. And my mercy, my grace is is there for you. And I'm just thankful for a pastor. It's an honor to be up here to speak and to share this with you all. Uh, a pastor that lets the the young people, the young adults, the youth, who uh, to speak to everybody here, you know, and whether it's just the peers or the elders or even just to speak to pastor himself, you know, it's it's kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, so thank you and. Just for allowing us, like, we're all humans, you know. And I, I one time I heard a preacher say, I'm human too, like you. And I never forgot that because I was like, you mean, like, they don't, they, they struggle with stuff that we struggle with? They, you know, one of my favorite things is, I'll share this real quick, is the, I was fasting one time and the only time at Dutch Bros, and I'm going to talk about a little bit about something after this. Pastor asked me to share, but the only time at Dutch Bros, I worked there for two years, and I always was the window person. Like, they didn't have me make the coffee. They always had me either take orders so I'd greet everybody, or they would have me uh, con- do, like, control pretty much the flow of the stand by being at the window, making sure the right drinks get out, and just talking to the customers, making sure, like, they're just not sitting there bored. And uh, But the only time I ever kind of lost that a customer or got mad and they actually had to bring me inside and say hey grant you know just make just be on the rebels just make the energy the energy drinks when you're on the rebels that means you don't see anybody you just are there by yourself on the blenders no one talks to you it's so loud you're just on the blenders and they're like you know what just take a break on the blenders that was humiliating for me that was like the worst day at dutch bros and that day was my most spiritual day because i was fasting that and I never forgot that. I, like, I remember that. I never shared it with anybody. But I remember thinking, man, what a terrible Christian I am. Like, I'm fasting, and I get in trouble. Like, I make someone mad. Like, what? That's a terrible Christian. Like, God must be like, wow, man. Like, you just, just, you're just done. Like, just stop being Christian. You know? Like, just give up, bro, because you ain't going to do it. And sometimes we, we think those things. You know? Like, we think, like, I can't be perfect, and that's what I'm trying to say here is, like, man, if we really strive for, like, just perfection, like, we ain't ever going to get it, right? Our righteousness is, like, filthy rags, even as great as we might be in ourselves, but it's God, right, that's, that's in us that makes us perfect. And so I was just thinking that, like, wow, I can't believe I'm up here. And I remember on a podcast, Bernard, Brother Bernard, he went in, he was sharing the story. He says he went into the kitchen, he said something, his wife says, you must be fasting. I'm sorry. 
And I thought, no way. The superintendent has the same moments as me. He struggles with that too. And that was just so cool, you know, to, to see that. I've never heard anybody share a story like that. And so for him to share something so personal, you know, that only him and his wife would really see in God, uh, that just for me, I would like, that helped me out with my walk with God. And it just encourages me. We're going we're gonna to fall. We're going to make mistakes, you know. And so I'm up here as, as no one who's close to being perfect. But I'm just going to be up here because pastor asked me to. And, you know, it's an honor to do so. And also because I, I'm in God's grace, you know. It's just, it's just a great thing to be up here. And so just to be able to share some of this with you all. So I was talking to pastor. As you know, I'm the relations director. And uh, I was telling him some ideas that we had for the new year. And kind of just, you know, with a, a vision, you know, that I, that God gave me or, you know, I, I, I guess, yeah. And so a vision that I kind of see and some things I was like, oh, this would be cool. Let's, you know, so I was telling him about it and pastor's like, well, you know what, let's get you a spot. So they wrote me in and they have me up here. And so now I'm going to talk to you guys kind of about what we were talking about in the meeting. So praise God. All right. I got two books. This book right here, all right, I see some faces. You guys are like, that book looks lame. Who thinks this looks pretty lame and boring? Who would, who would want to read this if I told you you had to go home and read it? Okay, who wouldn't? It says, oh, you're, just looking, you're just looking at the cover, y'all. It says, God came near, Chronicles of the Christ, Max Lucado. All right. So, Danica, what is the appeal of this book from 1 to 10? You see this book sitting on the, on the, on the sidewalk. What would you do? All right. She doesn't even want to look at it. All right, all right. So, with these books, a book that has this less appealing cover, unless you're someone of knowledge, Colton, Max Lucado, I try to pick a book that's not as good an author because I knew someone, someone was going to, like, know a little bit, you know? But... If you first, to the, to the unknowledgeable or the uh, more naive person, I guess, right, in the sense of book reading, they would see this and they would just look at the cover. That's what we all do, right? We look at the cover of this thing and we say, man, that book looks lame. That book looks boring. That book looks trash. Any whatever word. That book looks stiff-necked. You know, I don't know. God would say that. I don't know. What would God say? Uh, so then there's this book. Now, I already know Natalie is like, oh. all right. Uh, if you've seen the hyphen room, Natalie decorated that, and it kind of has, like, the same kind of pattern. So uh, so this book here looks a little bit more appealing. It's a little more attractive to the eye. You see it. Okay, 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 okay. You know, it says, a shepherd's look at Psalm 22. And so you look at it. You go, okay, this person put some work into this, some detail, right? They're really, really trying to get me to read this one. It doesn't, it looks maybe, what would you say? What can you infer? I can't, what, the word, what can you infer from this book? Maybe it's a picture book. I don't know, maybe there's nice writing inside. Some what? Some daily scripture, something that might appeal to you. When you see this book, what do you think? No pictures. What else do you think? 
just some just honestly that sounds pretty lame yeah just words like just some it, honestly it kind of has like a dictionary or encyclopedia type of vibes you know and so this one is actually what it does have some and So what this shows is just how important the first impression is. All right. Who, by show of hands, who remembers the first time you met maybe your best friend? All right, we're not going to share these stories. Uh, who remembers the first time you met your significant other? Come on, come on, Rocco. Autumn's hand is like, oh, I remember it. All right. Uh, how about this one? Who remembers the first time that you met GK? Which one? <laughs> first time you met Pastor. There's just something about first impressions with, with mankind, right? We always remember... The, those first things, we also, we always remember the last. Like in a message, they always say the first thing or whenever you go in a performance, right, if you're in the lineup, everybody usually, they'll remember the first one to go in like a performance and they always remember the last one. Everyone else in the middle kind of gets forgotten, you know? So it is our goal it is our goal to make every individual feel welcome when they arrive into the church, the power of Pentecost. And that's what we're going to focus on a little bit. Is every time they come to church, is our goal at, is to make sure that these people, their first impression is. No judgment, judgment, guys. Where y'all at? Judgment zone. Everyone was at the game, were they? So it is our goal to make every individual feel welcomed when they arrive and welcome, and and welcome back. You know, as when they leave, when they're sent off. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalms eighty four ten, "I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord than to dwell in the house of the wicked." And so the importance of back then is is the, uh, I think it's the Levites, they had these doorkeepers, right, that would welcome in the tithing, the offering, the sacrifices, and they were always there, and everyone, every place pretty much had a, what is it, a door, you know, some type of uh, gate, some type of wall constructed in the Old Testament. And, you know, Tower of Pentecost is our, our doors right here. And so I, I like to see it as one of the most important spots in the house of God is actually that doorway right there. And it's that first impression when we have a guest, a first timer, right? Now, some people are going to be like how Colton was with his book. They're already going to know who we are and all of that. I don't really care, though. We're still going to give them the best greeting ever, you know? And, uh, 
And, you know, if you don't like them or whatever, you know, you, you still got to show them the love, you know. You may not be friends or whatever, but show them the love. And, uh, yeah, so still give them, still give them that greeting, you know. And, uh, and some people, maybe uh, Danica, maybe like, I was like, man, just say some words. Maybe like Danica, and they might see this, and they might, you know, they might grow up on our church and have no idea what our church is about. But when they walk in through those doors, we want them to always remember, wow. There's so many stories I've heard when I was at CLC at Bible College where this pastor, one of them is this pastor came in, and he sat there as a foster kid at this church, always sat in the back. And one day the pastor said, you know what, come sit up front. And he made him feel special, you know. And now that guy is, is a pastor, and he was an orphan at the start. And it's just, it's just crazy the impact that you can have on some, somebody. Another thing is, when I was at General Conference, um, I forgot his name, but there's a, Florida, a pastor in Florida, and he said he went to one church, and he had the Sunday off. He went to one church, and he walked in, and everybody, everybody greeted him. They even knew his name. By the time he left, they were like, bye, Pat. They were like, bye, so-and-so. And then he went to another church. He said, finally, when he was sitting down, someone came up and in introduced him. Or as he was leaving, someone introduced himself. And he said, what church do you think I'm going back to if I didn't have my own church? But he's like, I want to go to that church, you know? And he's like, he, I don't know, this is funny. But um, oh, I think it's, it's pa Pastor Hennepin or something like that. I forget his name. But, um, but yeah, so it's just really, really the importance of, of just greeting people of even amongst ourselves, you know? Uh, but this is, we're focusing on the visitor, right? We're focusing on that first timer. So we want every single person to leave thinking this. When they, when they walk out of this church service, the one thing, when we send them off, is I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We want that thing to be Wow, what a what a great time! How how amazing was that was that Tower of Pentecost? How amazing were the people? How great was the message of Pastor? And we don't want them to come in here and, and to. I know that I've heard this thing where pastors have gone undercover in their own church and they dressed up as maybe like a homeless person just to see how their church would treat them, treat maybe the lowest of society, and you'd be surprised of what people get, you know, pastors will do that sometimes, watching you, uh, but uh, don't get any ideas, that'd be cool though, that'd be really cool if you did that, but, uh, but yeah, so they'll go undercover, and they want to see how, will anybody greet them, you know, will anybody go up and, and learn their name, I remember when I worked at the YMCA, I would always get the respect of my students, only because I learned their names, uh, one of the head ladies, she said, yeah, a lot of the times, the kids, they will actually, they will actually punk you, and, it's, and they'll disrespect you, and they'll actually mess with you, because they know you don't care about them, so why do they care about you? So, and the only way that you show that you care about them is to learn their names, and that's how they know. And I'm like, man, kids are so smart, but guess what? We're all kids at one point, and we actually all keep that probably. So, Danica, I remembered your name, don't don't forget that, all right? Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so, like, when I would go to the YMCA, I'd get those kids. Those, I had inner city kids. Like, this is Stockton, all right? It's right next to Compton. 
and uh, I had inner city kids, and man, I remember their names. Like I, I try to, I try to do my best, and so I did pretty good. It didn't reflect on my paycheck though, but uh, it's, it's still pretty fun. All right, so if you're outside, you're in the parking lot. So we do have a greeting team, right? We have uh, Jacob's been holding it down. He's awesome at that. Round of applause, amen. Well deserved. And we're, uh, we are looking for more people that want to, you know, we need, and this is what I want to say, this is a team thing, is we literally need anybody and everybody. So if a guy walks in and he's kind of maybe uh, a little bit bigger, hit the gym, well, Isaac will probably be able to talk to him, have a better conversation, connect more than Jacob. Now, if a guy walks in, and he's wearing like a, I don't know, he's wearing like a like a health suit or something, you know. Well, Jacob, man, he can start up a call. I don't think anybody else can have a, maybe uh, Jake might know some stuff about it. But Jacob could talk anything about him with that because it's the medical field. Do we have anyone else in the medical field? Sister Brock, man. That's right. So there's, so there's certain people, I always like to use the, uh, like for me, I'm not. I don't really have like the rocker type of look. But if someone came in and they're a little bit more of a rocker person, it's going to be hard for me to make a connection with them. And you have to know what your background is. You have to know. I'm I'm a little bit more sporty. I know some things on that. And uh, so you have to know what your your background is, what you what you like, what you like to even talk about, and if you can get a conversation going with that person. So that's why it's important to have mixed personalities, mixed. Uh, like not just copies of everybody, right? We don't want, we don't really want that, and that's what we don't have. But we have everyone here's everyone here's different, with different backgrounds, and that's great because when people come in that are new, that are guests, we have uh, people amongst ourselves that can connect to them, that can build relationships, and it's all about relationship building. All right. And so there is the church website. We're going to go through that later. I'll show you guys how to, uh, if you guys want to help out and, uh, you know, just come here a little bit early on a, on a Sunday and help, you know, if you can sign up on there. But, um, and help open the doors and greet people. Even if we're, if you're outside, you're out of your car and you see that there's a guest, you know, well, you're hired. Just, just smile and wave at them. You know, you see Madagascar, smile and wave, boys, smile and wave. That's all we got to do. All right, so it's that it's that first impression. It's that when they when they walk in, there's a. I totally missed this in my notes, but there's twelve spies. They go into the land of Canaan, right? Now, are we having church if I don't talk about the Bible? Come on, guys. All right, so there's twelve spies. They go into the land of Canaan, and they see this land that's theirs, and they're supposed to look at the wealth of the land. They're supposed to look at the people, um, the the money, like the f- the food, the uh, just the land itself to see if it's good for them. All these things, and they're supposed to come back with a report, right? Well, these sons, these ten sons of each tribe, and then the other two, the other tribe, the ten come back with a negative report, saying, "No way, uh, uh-uh. uh, terrible people, terrible people there. We don't." We don't want to go back. We were there for, I think it was 40 days. We spied out that place for 40 days. 
those people aren't friendly. They don't smile. They don't wave. They don't, it's just, no, let's not do it. I don't care what God says. I don't want to go back. And then two people say, wow, those people were awesome. I had the best time of my life. Like, we could do this. We could take this land. Like, I don't care, you know. And, yeah, there was the giants, and, yeah, they were like, we can just conquer them. But what I'm trying to say here is that as individuals, everybody, even in the Bible, they get a first impression on people. And that first impression, I know that this is, like, it's totally two different things. But what I'm trying to say is, is that impression is for the guests, right? When those guests come in, they're either going to say, wow, that, this land of Canaan, this promised land, is their promised land, right? And they're going to want to come back here because of us or they're not because of how we treated them because we were like giants in their eyes. We were these people, maybe, and maybe we were. Maybe we are these people that were too sophisticated or, or too, I uh, can't, poppy or anything like those words, right? Where we would just look down on them and, oh, you're, no, you're no good, you're no good. But we forget that the, our Messiah you know, he came in, in the lowest of lows. He came as a, he, he didn't come as a king, you know? And, uh, and yet we forget that, right? And that's a part of the whole perfection thing is that we forget that we are sinners amongst ourselves, you know? And, uh, and I mean, the, the harlot is even in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Like, man, that's amazing. And so when we see that, we, we can think, they, they will see us and they can think, man, those people are just, they're, they're monsters, you know? And so what type of report are we, are we going to give these visitors? What, what are they going to see when they see us? Are they going to see this here, this cover, where we put some effort into it, right? We put some, strate- some strategy behind it. We all teamed up. We all thought about it. We got a publisher. You know, we got someone to come up with these ideas. You know, the, the, the lawn outside looks great. I always I text pastor every time it looks really, really nice, like a fresh haircut. And I always text him, like, wow, lawn looks great. You want a fresh haircut? You sure? Uh, or are they going to see this? Some people, yeah, they'll, they'll still go through. They'll still try it out. Yeah, yeah they'll try it out still. But not everybody's going to want to come back, you know? And so there's one thing that happens, and I got this, I was talking to my dad about it, and um, is we're going to go into the tension. So there's high tension and low tension of an individual whenever you do something. Whenever you do something new, you have high tension and low task. We're going to talk about that. But before we go into that, I want to talk about this one time when I was at Bible college. I always, we always would open the doors for the girls, right? Always. All right? If you're a girl, you go to CLC, don't ever touch a door. We got you. All right? We always open the doors for the ladies. Even at Walmart, I'll try to open the doors for the ladies, and I'll do it for whoever, you know? But it's chivalry is alive, right? And uh, so here's the thing. <laughs> Push him out of the way. Now, there's this joke where this guy opens the door, and he opens it like this wide, and it's impractical jokers, and they have to, like, go through it. It's really funny. Messed up, though. Don't do that here, y'all. Don't do that here. Talking to myself. Uh, you got one, when you point one finger out, you're pointing three right back at you. So I'm talking to myself. 
Uh, but uh, this one time, though, these girls, the double doors, right, just like we have here, they opened both of them for me. And I walked through that thing, and I was like, whoa, this is what it's all about. Let's go. I like it. You know, like, it was cool. Never forgot that moment. Never forgot it. And so that's what, that's what we're delivering out here. You know, when we open those doors, like, let's, let's make it an experience. You know, when, when people, when they come through, and that's what we have some plans, some ideas, we're going to try to make it an experience. When they walk through the doors, you know, I know it's not going to be no, like, heaven, like, the streets of gold, right, and all those things. But let me tell you, when they walk through those doors, it's going to be like King David was there. You know, if, you, if King David's up here worshiping, giving his all, imagine how King David would open a door. Can you imagine that? Because we sing about, oh, when the spirit of the Lord moves upon my heart, I'm going to sing like David sang. I'm going to dance like David danced. You know, we can write, we're going to write our own story on how David opened some doors. He never got to do it. We're going to show him. We're going to show him how he's going to be looking down at us like, okay, all right, all right. All right, I hope this is okay. I'm kind of just. All right, so the, so when someone walks in, when someone does something for the first time, I am knowledgeable of the time, y'all, so I got you. I'm going to get you out of here at like 7.55, pretty max. All right, so, so when someone does something for the first time, they have high tension. High tension is, let's say like, for example, a basketball player shooting a free throw. High tension, high tension. All they hear is noise. They see the, they see the audience right behind the backboard. They, uh, they feel the sweat, you know, coming down. And they, they feel that toe pain now. That uh, the high level of energy is slowly, uh, I forgot what that's called, um, adrenaline, slowly dwindling down. And now they start to feel their bones aching. They got to get up to do their little warm-up shot. That's high tension. Now, high task is when they're thinking, all right, just like every day. You gotta dribble this ball. One, two, spin off your fingers, hands in the cookie jar. You you zone out all the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see them and you hear them, but you zone them out. All you're thinking about is that basket going in to the hoop. That's high task. Now, when people come to the church the first time, they come in with high tension. They're thinking, oh, ooh, ooh, the pastor's wearing that wrong. Uh, oh, man, that person, they just pronounced my name wrong. Uh, oh, these cars are all kind of dirty. Uh, okay, let's see, walking through here. Oh, they opened the door a little bit too late, almost hit me in the face. Uh, let's see, oh, 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 okay. Uh, let's see, we got people here. There's nobody in the lobby. Oh, man, I think it's shutting down. Okay. So people, I don't know, I'm just thinking of crazy stuff. But, like, that's what people are thinking, right? They're thinking whatever thought, and yeah, I, I run the, the, the website right now, the website right now, and so I've seen some stuff that they say. Some of it's spam, but some of it's legit. And so people will post that there too. And the thing is, is they're thinking everything, right? High tension. So our job is to drop that tension to where they say, oh, they got me. They know my name. Okay. All right. I got some handshakes. All right. I'm ready. Now, high task. Oh. Brother Long was ready to bring in the presence of the God. 
of God. You know, he's going to jam out on the music. We've got the worship team. They've been practicing. Now these people can focus in on the message, on the worship, on the everything that God has planned for them because now their attention's dropped because we've greeted them. We've shown them where to sit or whatever. We've, we've already got them th not thinking about the surface level stuff. I like to call that the Martha stuff. So now they're not thinking about what Martha would be thinking about. Oh, what's going on over here? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. But instead, now the people are thinking about the Mary. They're thinking about Jesus. They're thinking about the worship service. And because they are, now they can, now they can go into worship with Brother Long was given his heart and soul. And then they can go into worship with Pastor when Pastor has a message that he's been, you know, prep, uh, prepping and, and God's been dealing with his heart on. And, yeah, let me tell you, every message like, I've literally come out of message before, like a sermon, and been like, wow, I got this out of it. And someone got something else, and I'm like, no, nah, dude, that wasn't, he did not say that. And actually, you know, like, he did, but you just forget it. Because you only remember how they made you feel in that moment, right, what they spoke to you in that moment. So God has a message for everybody in, in those sermons. And so, like, that's the whole thing is, is to get that person down to low, low tension, so the Martha, the, Mar the Martha them is to drop low, and the task, the Mary, is what's at hand, right? They're coming here at the church, not to critique, you know, not to not to do that. They, they might have that intention, or I don't even know. You just don't know what type of person is coming through this door. But is God has a plan. He has a message. He has He has something for every one of them, right? And the whole reason I believe why He's drawing them in is for the worship service to speak to them, for them to get a word in that, whether it's in the altar when sometimes it breaks through and people are up here praying, seeking God. Um, it moved me the other day. I saw someone up front and, uh, you know, praying at the altar. And I was just like, you know, just like, wow. Like, it, it, makes, it makes you want to worship harder, you know. And uh, so I thank, I thank everyone here for your, uh, your walk with God, your hunger and your desires because it encourages other people, you know, and so don't stop that, like, all of y'all, like, we're all on fire, you know, like, let's, let's stay on that, let's stay on fire, and I'm happy and thankful to be a part of, of a growing church, amen, uh, all right, so we're, if we can pull up the, the church website, all right, and then if you could go to the serve tab, all right, and then serve uh, where Jacob, Brother Jacob took his photo or the word, I guess. Yeah? <laughs> Good memory for that one. All right, so become a team member. So you put your first name. So this is for anybody that wants to serve. I made some for, like, honestly, for, like, every position in the church besides, like, pastor. Uh, so sorry, you can't be the, you can't serve as pastor, but there's one for like all of them, and uh, you know I just did it just because, and if whoever the Sunday school people, whoever if they want to look at them, they can, but it's if you want to help out, you know this is a church, this is a community, this is whatever, this we're people of God, you know, and so if God has a calling in your heart, and yeah, God wants to use y'all, you know, and so the more people we can get to serve the better it is, right? There's a lot of people at this church that have been, that have been serving overdrive, you know? 
And honestly, thank you to y'all. Y'all know who you are. One big shout out is, like, for example, Autumn. You know, she does, like, those Christmas plays. Like, I don't know how she does that. You know, like, that's, man, those are awesome. And, uh, but you know what? Those people, and they, everybody needs help, you know? And uh, I'm not saying for that thing, but what I'm trying to do a plug for is, is the door dreaming, you know? And so if you feel like you're someone that would like to do this, if this message reached you, you know, and you would like to do the, the door greeting, I honestly will take, will take any age pretty much. If you're younger, we're going to double you up, all right? I believe in accountability and things like that. So don't think you're going to get away with doing those pranks on people, all right? I'm going to join you on that. All right, so yeah, so you can go to the serve one, and then you fill it out, and you can choose what ministry. There's different ministries. You can choose what ministry you can be a part of. Also, another plug, we have an Instagram and a Facebook page. The Facebook page is tied to the Instagram now, and there's a really good-looking guy on that page. You should give him a like on the photo. Uh, got him on there. So, yeah, so he's like the greeter dude, you know, and so I ended up getting a photo of him. Turned out great. Uh, yep, no Photoshop needed, so it's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, and I got the link going for all those those church photos, and Natalie verified it for me, so it actually worked. I'll, we'll put, put it up probably next Sunday so you guys can get the photos. I won't post embarrassing photos. If I wouldn't want that post, that photo of me up, I'm not going to post it of y'all, all right? So, uh, so, like, there was one I took of Isaac and Jacob. You know, the lighting was bad. They looked great. Lighting was bad. Deleted it because, uh, you know, because, like, I wouldn't want that, po- that picture of me up on there. So that's just how it goes. All right. Well, any, any comments, anybody? I'm going to open this up for discussion, 7.50. So y'all, if y'all extend it, it's on you guys. The Lord knows.
All right. Well, I just want to say one thing that I always think of is, you know, I worked at Dutch Bros, and it's about experience at the window. Go ahead. <laughs>